hello everyone and welcome to the Nesbitt Connection Podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for all your continued support. I know that I haven't did a podcast in a while, but I have been doing a lot of work on social media, doing videos and posts, and I want to thank everybody for their continued support because, uh, you know, it sure makes it, uh, I think, great to have so much support. One thing I want to just mention before I get going too far, I'm just thrilled to death uh, especially on Instagram, uh, the amount of followers that I have that were actually in the construction business, the aggregate business, the concrete business, it, it, uh, you know, it, to me, it, it, there's, there's nothing more complimentary than to see how many people that are actually in the industry actually following me. So I want to thank you for your support if you do follow me on uh, Instagram or, or LinkedIn or any of those uh, other forms of social media. But I, I want to start today's podcast with a simple question. And I think sometimes, you know, questions can often lead to... Uh, the things maybe sometimes it's maybe lifting up that rock and finding the bugs underneath it we're not expecting to see. But I, I just have to ask the question, what if we're all doing the same thing wrong? And I'm not maybe convinced that that's not the case. I, th I think maybe that uh, a lot of companies, a lot of leaders um, could be you know, doing the same thing wrong and maybe not knowing it's wrong. A couple of things I just want to bring up about that is that one of the things that I see all the time is that I'm really fortunate that I get to work with leaders literally, you know, all across the country on, on developing their leadership skills. And one of the things that I keep hearing, you know, more often than not is that, hey, look at this stuff is really easy. Like, you know, is, is there not more to this than what you're talking about? And particularly we'll call it with the, um, you know, maybe more with the more academic people. And, uh, you know, they see, because they're very, very smart, you see. The academics, they went to school and they've got, they, 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 they've developed a lot of, uh, you know, knowledge that they've, that they've learned of when they went to, you know, to the school they went to. And, and sometimes, you know, this this easy stuff is somewhat, uh, you know, I think it may be, uh, it, in some cases, some people might think it's beneath them. But, you know, when you stop and ask the question, you know, what, what is it that upsets people? Uh, it, usually it's not the big stuff, it's the easy stuff, it's the simple stuff that we miss. You know, it's the same old story, you know, you've heard me say it before, you know, we very rarely, you know, quit the company, we usually quit the leader. And it's always something simple. Like, it, it's never anything, you know, it's never anything big, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it's usually just something small that causes a lot of the problems. So I think that's, you know, in that case, you know, we can honestly say that, hey, look at, you know, some of this easy stuff we might be missing, and uh, it's it's not beneath us. It, it's no different than, say, if you want to get in shape, you got to do some push-ups. Yeah, yeah, push-ups are easy, we can all do them. But, you know, we're not going to get in shape unless we do the push-ups. It's, it, it's kind of that simple. I just love what Jim Rowan says. You know, Jim Rowan says that everything that's real easy to do is also real easy not to do. You know, I, I'm really lucky because I get to work with a lot of people, uh, you know, in, not only in the classroom, which I love doing, you can't imagine how how good I feel and how accomplished I feel when I get to actually spend time in a room with, uh, you know, various different people. I work with groups as small as four to groups as, you know, groups of say up to 60. And you, you cannot believe how good it feels to get in front of a group of people and to share with them maybe some of the experience that I have and some of the knowledge that I've gained over the years and how to improve their leadership skills. Now that's all fine and dandy doing that, we'll say in a controlled setting, you know, where everybody's kind of relaxed and maybe uh, a climate controlled, it's not a heat wave and it's not 30 below zero. But I'm going to tell you, there's a big difference in, in working in the classroom and going on the field and working with them. And and due to COVID, um, I, I've always loved doing this and I've always done it. But because of COVID and because of some of these 
lockdown rules, which is another podcast, maybe for another day that, you know, with some of these lockdown rules. But because of COVID, I've had the opportunity now to get out and, and, and work with people one-on-one more so in the field than ever. And I, you can't imagine some of the stuff that I've learned. And and, and you got to remember, I, I sometimes don't hear everything properly because I'm hard of hearing. However, you would be surprised at what I learned from the people I never would have expected to learn from. Uh, you know, I get out and, and, and I work with people and I ask questions and you'd be amazed sometimes about just... You know, the questions that you ask, the answers you can get. Uh, I, I was with a group yesterday, and this this group is literally putting topsoil around new houses and putting down, uh, you know, getting ready for sod. And one of the first questions I asked, there was five gentlemen there doing this, and one of the first questions I asked them was that, you know, in the company since you started, and some of them were reasonably new, you know, I just asked a simple question, you know, is there anything the company could have done different, you know, to onboard you and to make your job easier? And, you know, the, I was very happy to hear that this, these guys really said there was nothing else that the, you know, the company did a fantastic job, which is good to see, uh, mainly because I, I did a lot of leadership work with the, the, the leadership team at this company. So it's good to see that they're applying, you know, what we've talked about. However, I can go to other places that I can ask the question and, you know, I don't get the same answer. You know, there, there's, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, I know in Canada, and from what I hear in the news in the States, it's the same thing. You can't get enough people. There's just, there's no people. A, a classic example, my wife and I, she was off for two weeks here not long ago, and we went to uh, Montreal for a couple of days, and then on to Quebec City for a few days. And, uh, you know, there's nothing, you know, in my opinion in Canada, that one of the, some of the nicest places to see is old Montreal and Quebec City. It's as close to Europe as you're ever going to get without going to Europe. And the food and, and the, the buildings, the architecture, I could just, you know, I, I love the architecture and, and truth be known, I love going in the old churches and seeing some of the architecture, just beautiful. But there's one Italian restaurant in particular, my wife and I, we, we've ate at before and we, and we wanted to go back to, and of course, you know, we, we literally, we'll say saved up to go there for a, for a nice meal and we get there, I want to say, I don't know, dinner time, whatever that is, say five, six o'clock in the evening. And we get there and the doors are closed and geez, we were really upset because we were really looking forward to eating there. So my wife, you know, she, she came up with the idea, well, let's Google and see what, you know, what, what's wrong here. So she Googled it and sure enough, they're only open for lunch during the week. So needless to say, we found some other place to eat and then went back there the following day for lunch. So of course I asked the first question, I said, you know, how come you guys are only open at lunch? And he says, well, it's just like this. He says, we can't get people. We can't get servers. He says, there is not a restaurant in Montreal that doesn't need people. He said, we, we can't get enough people. We, 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 so that being said, we've learned to kind of open when we can, you know, with the people we have. And of course, you know, me being somewhat nosy and, and asking the questions, I said, well, why do you think, you know, we, we haven't got the people? And he said, well, that's pretty easy. So the government's paying them to stay at home. And, and for, you know, being in Montreal and hearing that answer, I was somewhat this guy was pretty vocal, which was, uh, it was good to hear. And of course, my wife said, well, don't get my husband going. So needless to say, you know, the, 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 that conversation somewhat ended, but I just want to point out, everybody is looking for people and they can't get enough people. And I ask the same question all the time when I get in groups, I say, the quality of people you're getting now, are they better today than they were five years ago? Or, or are they worse today than they were five years ago? And everybody answers the same thing. They say they're worse today than they were five years ago. 
And, and you know, when you, when you look at something like that, that kind of tells a lot that, you know, the people we're getting maybe aren't as good as they were five years ago. So we have to learn to work with what we have. Yeah, that's, that's part of being creative, right? We have to do that. You know, I, I really believe a lot of what they do is, you know, and I did not think of this on my own. One of the things I've learned this from actually following uh, a gentleman I've, I've, I've li listened to, I guess, both of his books, and I've heard him on several podcasts. His name was Horst Schultze, and he was the CEO of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel chain. And when you look at some of the stuff that he does for onboarding, you know, I think construction sites can learn a lot from the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Because you got to remember, it's people skills, right? It's, 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 it's people skills, and we're dealing with people here. And one of the things that Horst Schultze would tell everybody is he'd say, you know, you weren't just hired, you know, just picked your hired out of the, you know, the, for, from out of a, you know, a, a hat full of names. You were selected. You were selected to come here because we thought you had what it took to be a success with us. You know, we thought you'd be a great asset to our team. So you were selected to come work with us. And you know, the, the funny thing is, is that I, I, I guess really it's not that funny. Sometimes it's made more sad than funny, but as I'm not here to knock big companies, big companies have to do what they have to do. They've got policies and procedures they have to follow. However, when you go somewhere to a big company, I think it's safe to say that quite often before you go to work, you know, one of the first things you got to do is you got to do the safety training and the orientation and the policy manual and you know, the, the policy manual that will say most people don't read, you know, I've said this many, many times, you know, you might be the only policy manual that anybody ever reads. So that, you know, so, so that being said, and like, it's funny because this morning I was at this one plant and I mentioned to the guys, you know, when you bring somebody on the job the first day and the first thing you do is you do the safety training and everything that you have to do right out the gate, it's like bringing somebody into the plant and saying, you're just going to sit here and watch beige paint dry for an hour. And, and, you know, I don't know that that's really exciting, watching beige paint dry for an hour. Because you got to remember, the first day on the job, the first hour on the job, when we bring people in, you know, that's when we have their attention. You know, that's when we have the chance to make a good first impression of them. And I think some of us are maybe wasting the opportunity by, uh, you know, doing, we'll say, the safety training and all that first. Like, I know it has to be done. I'm not so certain it needs to be done first. I'm a very firm believer that, uh, and I think this works because I've suggested it to several companies and they do it. Uh, you know, if you look at what the Horst Schultz does, like he, he, he recommends that you take them for a walk around. You know, somebody in the senior leadership team preferred with the owner. You know, you walk them around and say, hey, look, you know, this is uh, like a family business here. We work as a team. You know, we, 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 we do a quality product. We do everything we can to look after our customers. You know, and the only way we can do that is that if you're here every day, you know, if you're not here, you know, we're going to miss you. You know, yes, I might be the supervisor. I might be the owner, whatever the case may be. But this place can run without me, but it can't run without you, which means you got to be here every day. And, you know, when you hear quite often, and I do, about how, you know, people just don't show up for work anymore, I think because of COVID, people are so used to just taking days off and stay at home, which has become a way of life. However, you know, when you go to work, you you, you got to go to work. And it's interesting how times have changed. I remember I worked for a leader many years ago, and he told me one day, he says, you know, Mark, he says, you can miss a day's work if you want, he says, but it should be a death, and it better be your own. 
you know, so that's how we'll say, you know, the, the industry used to be. And now we get people just showing up because, they, you know, they, they, they can't handle the day. They need a day off. And I don't know that that's fair. So that being said, there's a lot we can do before we give them the safety training. You know, and I, and I made reference to this one gentleman today. I said, you know, can you imagine? I says, because you got to remember, if, if we want to attract people to our company, since there's a shortage of, of people, and since, you know, the, the, the people we're getting are maybe not as good as they used to be, we get everything we can to attract that person. You know, when we see them, we got to do everything we can to attract them. So they want to come to work for us and not the competition. And, you know, it, I made reference to this one gentleman today. You know, if you were, say, to take a nice lady out on a date, you know, I can promise you the first thing you're going to, you know, when you meet this lady, then you open the door, car door and she gets in the car. You're not going to read the safety manual to her, you know, or if it's a guy, you're not going to discuss the safety manual or company policies and procedures. You know, you're going to get to know them on a personal level. You know, you're going to build that relationship with them. And, and that as crazy as it sounds, I really believe we have to do that with these people when they show up to work the first day. We have to somewhat court them and bring them in and show them, hey, look, at you know, we're people here. You know, this isn't just about putting numbers in a box on an Excel spreadsheet saying that you've got your safety training. You know, you come here and you've got a name and we know your name and we're going to call you by your name. And, and you know, there's, I think there's a lot more to this. Like I say, I believe the safety training is important. Oh, gosh, we have to do it because the last thing we want is people hurt. However, I'm not so certain that we're doing the right thing, you know, by doing it first, you know, and let's face it, everybody kind of learns at a different speed. You know, we, we, we got to maybe in this, but sometimes, you know, in a big company, they do it in groups. Well, it's, you know, it's all they can do to stay awake. And you got to remember, I see it all the time, especially with some of the people who are the, um, in my opinion, the ones that make it happen, you know, they get their hands dirty and do the actual job. Some of those people, the first day in the job, they show up that everything they own could be in their knapsack. And if it's not in the knapsack on their back, it's on the back of their car. You know, we've got young people coming in today and, and you know, they don't, they don't see the future. One, one gentleman just said to me the other day, I was at a precast plant and he says, Mark, he says, the biggest problem with a lot of these new people that come here is he says, they think it's a dead end job. And because they think it's a dead end job, you know, they, they don't see they don't see the future. And the funny thing is, is this, the gentleman that told me this, he says, Mark, he says, I've been here well over 20 years. He says, when I came here, he said, I didn't even have a girlfriend. And he said, now I have a wife. I have a house. I have a beautiful house. He said, and if we've got a family with kids and he said, every single thing that I've got, I owe it to this company. He says, if I wasn't here and if I hadn't stuck around, I wouldn't have had any of it. And, you know, what a fantastic story. And I go to the yard and sure enough, there's a guy out in the yard who actually was on a forklift and he's now he's a lead hand. And, and the thing is, he told me the same thing. He says, man, he says, I've been close to 30 years here. And, and you know, if it wasn't for this place, like I, I wouldn't have the life I have today. So the funny thing is, is I went back into the office and I, I shared the story with one of the people actually to do, to, to do the digital creative stuff. I said, you got to videotape these people. You see, I work with one company and what they started doing is they actually had some, because they're a larger, larger company that people spread out, they started actually getting some testimonials from some of their senior employees, just a two minute video saying, Hey, my name is Mark. You know, I've been here at this company eight years. I started as a laborer. Today I'm a supervisor. You know, maybe the first couple of weeks, it might seem like a dead end job, but you know, I just hung it out and I just kept going. 
And, you know, I'm a supervisor today and, you know, I have a nice house and I drive a nice car, you know, I make a good living. So this is a great place to work. So, you know, that, that little testimonial video, you know, to new employee, just think of you had two or three of those videos to that new employee, you know, th they would be far more impressed with something like that than reading a safety manual or a policy manual. Because you got to remember, you know, pe with people, you know, they respond to the small things. You know, it, it's the small things that happen with people. And, it, it, and again, I see people and in institutions that make this stuff so complicated. My goodness, at the end of the day, it's just still people. You know, we're going to do everything we can to put a smile on their face and show them that we care. So like I say, my challenge is to you is to ask yourself, what if we're all doing the same thing wrong? You know, when, when you see... You know, whether it's a factory, you, you cannot believe, I'm in Ottawa, and you cannot believe how many uh, jobs there are, say, for a truck driver. Now, I'm just shocked at how many trucks are parked because there's not enough drivers. So let's just say if there is, we'll call it competition for a truck driver, what can you do to attract the driver that's going to come and stay with you and, and, and be with you for a long time? Because, you know, I, it, it's safe to say... There's a cost to training new people, especially people on equipment, because, you know, one thing, sometimes the equipment's not as productive, so there's that cost. Maybe, maybe they could miss maybe some of the, 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 you know, how to check over the machine in the morning. And of course, there could be some, you know, some costs of, to maintenance because they missed a, maybe a grease point or something like that. So there's a cost to that. So we don't want to have revolving seats on our equipment. And, and the thing is, too, is what my opinion is, is when you have people coming in and out the door, well, then that becomes the norm and people think that's normal. You know, and I don't think anybody's going to win by doing that. So I want to leave you today with this simple challenge. You know, what if we're all doing the same things wrong? What can we do different? And, and by all means, I would encourage you to reach out. I've actually, just in the last little while, started actually working on a onboarding program. And from what I've seen of it so far, from the people that have, have we'll say, looked at it and attempted to use it, uh, it's, I think it's, it looks like it's going to be a big success and truth be known, I really believe that I'm going to be able to turn this onboarding program into a keynote talk, uh, because I think there's so many people that need to hear this because I'm telling you, you know, we've got to remember with people, the small things are the big things. You know, what are we going to do that first hour, that first morning when they show up for work, you know, what are we going to do to make sure that we got them? So until then, thank you so much for listening. Of course, please hit the subscribe button and uh, I'd be very, very grateful, obviously, if you rate it. Uh, I would encourage you to look me up on my website at nesbittraining.ca. Uh, I would love to be able to help you in an organization because you got to remember, I've been there and done that. So I think I have maybe, uh, you know, maybe a different view from say what other leadership training companies do because I've been there and done that. You know, I know what concrete smells like. You know, I know what aggregate smells like. I know the sound a crusher makes, you know, so I, I know what the people are working with. So until the next time, thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast.